Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 28 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for reaching down to be with us today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who teaches us and watches over us. May we learn as we open and read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah, glorious chapter 28 in the book of Matthew. An angel of the Lord descended from heaven and rolled the boulder away from the tomb. Even this angel's appearance was white like lightning, similar to Jesus' appearance when he was on the mountain with his three best men and Moses and Elijah appeared to him. Well, the women at the tomb are told Jesus has risen, a glorious day indeed. They were instructed to go tell the disciples, and on their way, Jesus even met them, and they worshipped him. I love how Jesus told them not to be afraid. He's always concerned with how we feel. Meanwhile, the guards set over the tomb, went to the chief priests to tell them what had happened. The chief priests met with the elders, and they concocted a plan. They paid the soldiers to tell the people that Jesus' body was stolen by his disciples. We find more lies built on more lies. Sin breeds sin. We are told here that this is the story that is told within the Jewish community. The disciples were told to go to Galilee where they would find Christ, and they too fell down and worshipped him as the women did. Jesus gave them instructions in verse 19 and said, Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God shows his love as Jesus tells them, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. According to this passage, Jesus is with us today, every second of today, tomorrow, and for forever. Let us praise him for his presence in our lives. Let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 28. All the men on the ship are safely on shore. The native people are interested in these men and were unusually kind to them. A deadly viper bit Paul, but he took no notice of it. The native people saw him get bitten and decided he must be a murderer and this evil is what has happened to him. However, Paul is fine. So now they consider him to be a god. Paul had occasion to heal the leader of this people's father. Then all the people on the island who were sick went to Paul for healing. Of course, we know this power came from the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave this power to his disciples. Power ex Paul exhibited this same power. And you know, we have access to it as well. We can imagine the people on this island were filled with more gratitude and treated them with honor and respect. They stayed with them for three months and were provided all they needed to set sail once again. They finally landed in Rome and Paul was allowed to live by himself with a guard at his own expense. Our book of Acts ends with Paul in Rome for the next two years. While he was there, he preached the good news about Christ to all who would listen. Some believed, some did not, but he continued to preach and teach openly without any negative repercussions from the people or the authorities. His testimony was heard by many. In chains, he considered himself free in Christ. 
We all live in some type of bondage, but let's try to release that to God today and live as free souls in Christ. Jesus died to set us free. I know I don't live like that is true all the time, but Paul teaches us we can be free even inside of literally being in chains if we live in Christ. Let's see what's happening with Moses, Aaron, and Pharaoh in Exodus chapter 5. Moses and Aaron ask Pharaoh to let the Hebrew nation go three days out into the wilderness to give a sacrifice to God. Just as God told Moses, Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he would not let them go. Not only that, but he made their tasks more difficult. They would not be provided straw now to make their bricks. They would have to gather their own straw, but still keep up with the same number of bricks made for the kingdom. And you know, they couldn't find the straw to meet their quota. They didn't meet their quota and they were beaten because of it. Their circumstances looked more difficult instead of easier. And the Hebrew people began to doubt Moses. In fact, they cursed him. Even Moses went to God and asked him why he put this evil upon the people as if it weren't already evil enough. You know, sometimes our circumstances look grim and when we move forward in God's plan, they look to be getting even worse. None of us is free from grumbling and complaining when just the right circumstances befall us. Let's see what happens in chapter 6. The Lord answers Moses by giving him the end of the journey. He said Pharaoh will indeed let them go. He will actually drive them out himself. God tells Moses that he was El Shaddai for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning he was God Almighty to them. But now he will be Yahweh, the redemptive God. This God did not appear to them. Yahweh is the God of great acts and miracles. This God, the Yahweh God, was making his presence known now. He was there because of his covenant made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In verse 7, he says, And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and you shall know that it is I, the Lord your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And he goes on to tell them that he will bring them to the land he promised, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We see God's faithfulness here in this chapter. We see his power and his care for his people. Moses is a bit apprehensive, asks God how the people will ever believe him and believe in his message of deliverance. We shall see what happens tomorrow in chapter 7. Psalm 28 is another psalm written while King David is undergoing the attempted overthrow of his crown from his son Absalom. He is low in spirits in the first part of this psalm, but he writes about God's protection in verse 7, which is underlined in my Bible and says, The Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in, relies on, and confidently leans on him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. David's life and his way of life as king is being threatened at this time. However, he always writes about his unfailing faith in God. We too go through periods of unrest and uncertainty in our lives. We can use this verse and this psalm to remind us that God is our strength. He is our impenetrable shield. There is nothing that come against us that is too bad or too big for God to handle. Let us give our burdens to him today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we lay our burdens, cares, and anxieties at your feet. 
Lord, you are victorious in all the lives of the people that have gone before us. Help us know you are more than able to help in our times of trouble as well. Increase our faith and our patience. So we wait on you and only you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.